you are watching and listening to Tags Live, and I'm talking about Talk About Gay Sex, the live edition. I'm your host, Stevie. We're here every Wednesday night on the Vocal Platform. This is episode 436. I am your host, Stevie, and I'm joined by my co-host, Cody Maurice Doggett. How the hell are you doing, Cody? Hello, darling. I'm doing well. Uh, happy Black History Month. I'm wearing my flowers Ooh. for the ancestors, darling. Uh, I would have worn like more African garb, but I don't. I don't really have anything, unfortunately. But you have I, a whole month. I do, and I already made plans to go out and do some things and make sure that I'm getting the cultural experience and learning the things that I want to learn during this month and taking advantage. Because that's what it's all about, right? Absolutely. Recognizing and you're coming over Friday for another meeting. Mm -hmm. I might put I have something from Africa that maybe I'll oh style you and Oh so okay, we'll I would love that. Fabulous. <laughs> All right. We have so much to get into on this episode 436, but we always love to comment when you guys comment back to us. And one of them is from a recent episode 435, when we told the story of Circus of Books in West Hollywood of a guy that mm -hmm. went in and tried to snag a 30-inch, 30, that's right, you heard me right, dildo throw it over his shoulder and walk out the door. He wasn't successful. He was pretty clumsy. And the front desk clerk was able to uh -huh. nab him and take that dildo back. Thank goodness. Because it <laughs> was mine over my shoulder before. It wasn't a dildo, though. It was just mine. <laughs> that dildo was valued at $700. So she was not about to lose that and get caught up on that. But we always love it when you comment back to us and the brad shreve said on our instagram account at tags podcast i try hard not to judge anyone's kinks or desires but the thought of a 30 inch dildo makes me clench harder than i thought was possible <laughs> true and not for some people as an Man. upcoming episode that we're going to be having on the show is with dr goldstein we the the amazing Dr. Goldstein, proctologist, the ass doctor. I just love him dearly. I pre-recorded a show with him, and he's going to be going over everything, our ass region, and keeping us safe and healthy so we can really enjoy those things. And one of the things we talked about was taking things like fists and a 30-inch mm. dildo. And he wants everybody to enjoy whatever kink they want you just have to take the proper precautions. So yes. believe it or not, from a proctologist, from a leading doctor, it's you can enjoy those things. Now, are you gonna do it every day? No, but it mm -hmm. is possible to enjoy that. Stay tuned for the upcoming episode with Dr. Goldstein, because he's gonna really break it down on how you can enjoy that, still remain healthy, and so much, I learned so much, and we've had him on so I many times. That. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, you're going to want to take notes on this episode, so stay tuned for that. Fabulous. Can't wait. Yes. We were also talking about, and it's so funny because our other co-host, I sent this story over to Jeremy Russ Lopez, who watches The Real Friends of WeHo, who just was texting <laughs> me about this very story right now. The Real Friends of WeHo star Dorian Renault who is mm -hmm. on the show, calls out the show for being fake. He says he was betrayed by the production company. That's right. One of the things, Cody, that he said he was betrayed by was that they said that they were going to put this on Paramount+, Plus, but in the end it came on MTV. I don't know what a betrayal that really was. Who really cares, in my opinion, right? Does he? I mean, there's a there paywall. There's a paywall for Paramount Plus, but I, so many people have Paramount Plus that I don't understand how he thought it wouldn't get out or his performance and, and his poor behavior and all of their poor behavior wouldn't get out there into the world. So anyway, continue with this. I mean, he Sorry. addresses the whole drag race controversy of how drag it cut into the 90 minute drag race show. And he said they had no 
knowledge of that that wasn't in the contract that's fine he also says things like he was told that it was going to be a docuseries style that would just follow him around working on his brand and showing parts of his personal life quote also i was told the show would be on the streaming service paramount i initially said no several times but finally signed my contract at the last minute okay i think that's the key word you signed your contract so when you sign your contracts for this you know he's a smart man it's yeah. it's a reality show and they want the drama and i don't know why he was disillusioned to think differently mm-hmm. he said that production kept him in the dark for so long about the cast there was no way mm. i could say no who comes and goes he had a lot to say about it and he wants nothing to do with it and he's not promoting it I think he showed who he was and he's showing who he was. I think he he has said that the cast, they've gotten a lot of backlash. It's sad Mm -hmm. today because there are trolls on the internet. They've gotten death threats and just Mm -hmm. hateful. But he's clearly stated on the show that he doesn't need the money. I think he clearly stated on his glamour shot or testimonial that he's not doing Mm -hmm. this for the money. So, and if he's not doing it for his brand either, what's the point, right? Then why did you do this in the first place? You know where they're going to go with this stuff. They're always going to make it a reality show and they're looking for the drama. You happen to be part of the early drama of it all. And I think you just need to write it out, not read the comments and move on. But to take such a divisive absolute i want nothing to do with this i'm not going to promote this i didn't mm-hmm. understand what was really going on it's 2023 you should know they want the drama it's a reality show yeah i agree uh, i mean no one deserves death threats that's number one first and foremost but this man comes from a reality show reality tv background so i would think he would be very familiar he was on college hill before So I think it would be very, very familiar with the platform and how to actually navigate these situations and things of that nature. Mamaru has a song out there called Blame It on the Edit, and they can only do so much with what they give to you at the end of the day. And I think that he he doesn't learn. He hasn't learned that. And I think that he really needs to take account for his stock in what he actually portrayed on this TV show. So, yeah. We are live here every Wednesday night on the vocal platform. And Eli Vasquez watching us says, I'm sure he took the paycheck, though. And I'm sure he did, too. Thank you very much. Donate it to charity if you don't need it. How about that? Alan W. says, it's too bad, as I think we all want this show to succeed. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why he did this interview in the first place anyways, because, yes, he was a part of the first initial drama you know there's going to be drama of it all. I just think ride with it. It wasn't that mm-hmm. serious. Yes, he doesn't look the greatest in it, but he doesn't look that bad. I think the other guy, Joey, looks worse, worse. and oh, petty sure. and is has his tail between his legs and is going to have to apologize more to the rest of them. But yeah. why do something, sign a contract, say you're Mr. Business, you know what's what, and then go on oh i didn't know when you don't like the first edits you've been on a reality show before like you just stated you know mm-hmm. how this works it's 2023 grow up man up mm-hmm. person up they up whatever you want to call it <laughs> and take your paycheck and call it a day and don't That's do any more right. this is your second foray at this kind of thing don't do any more and I think that Alan is correct. We do want this show to exceed. I'm not mad at the show. I think the show has its own value. And it, it is spreading the good word of homosexuality <laughs> out there in the world. I just don't want it to cut into my an hour and a half of Drag Race. I still need my 90 minutes of Drag Race. I do not want uh, the real friends of WeHo to take anything away from Mama Ru. She deserves it all. And just to be clear, did it used to be 90 minutes and then you got untucked or was it yes. that was untucked? 90 minutes and then you get untucked. So it's two hours of our queens and they deserve the whole thing because I don't want to go into it too much because 
I can go on. Ed we said we were going to move on a little bit more. Tonight, <laughs> <too>. <laughs> we're but, 10 minutes in. We go say your last comment and we're moving on. So, yes, but it, it, we used to get so much more content from Drag Race. It used to be more of the ruse time with the queens that we're not getting right now. And I just think that it's just ridiculous. We, I need my 90 minutes of Drag Race at the end of the day. Got it. And we don't blame them. They're not, we know yeah, that they're not at all. Yeah, exactly. Read that comment from Bryce before we move on. Bryce says, Todrick says something about drag race being reduced to 60 minutes and that we hope didn't steal their time. I don't know what to believe. Hmm. Me either. <laughs> I honestly believe they don't have a say in the time frame of what's what. I think it was part of the overall deal. I think RuPaul probably made more money. Isn't VH1 that they were on formerly also owned by MTV? It's all the same parent company. Yes. They're and all under, I think, Paramount. The thing is, switching them over, Ru probably got a better deal with all of this yeah, coming sure. in to they're commanding all more money and everything. Who knows? Oh, yeah. Oh, Who wow. knows? Only Mama Ru knows. And... I just kind of want to read this comment because it's really shady. Okay. <laughs> Xavier says, I've learned to never believe Todrick. And I'm not going to say I agree or disagree. I'm <laughs> but I just thought that was so hilarious. Yes, Thank you, of course. For that. We, we live for that. <laughs> Again, we are live. It's Wednesday night. We are happy to be here. We got to get into a little bit of medical news. And one of the things we wanted to let you know, because we did start the conversation about monkeypox, which later turned into mpox, apparently is almost gone in the U.S., but it's leaving a little bit of mysteries in its way. The U.S. Public Health Emergency Declaration for mpox ended Tuesday, January 31st, yesterday. The outbreak, which once seemed to be spiraling out of control, has quietly wound down, and the virus isn't completely gone, but for more than a month, the average number of daily cases reported in the U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention has hovered in the single digits, and that's plummeting from August, which had a peak of about 450 cases. So cases are also down in Europe, the West Pacific, Asia, but still rising in South American countries. And this is leading data from the World Health Organization. One of the things that I think this story, I'll post this on tagspodcast.com. I'm going to combine it with the links that I said I would post from 435, episode 435. They'll all be in show notes. But is that it is going down and we're deciding now, they're deciding now that it's no longer a cause of concern. It's funny how mm -hmm. it was for so long. The, the in-depth article goes on to essentially say that the mystery behind it is where do we go from here? We're not seeing cases now, thank goodness. There's about mm -hmm. 30 plus cases of deaths that we had from it. And yes. are we in this latent period right now because it's winter? Mm -hmm. And what's going to mean when the summer months come around? Also, one of the things that they accrued to the success of the numbers was they really believed that the community adhered to abstaining from certain sexual practices within that period when it was really big, Cody. So we're talking like mm -hmm. last summer. They... Mm -hmm. They accrue that to the fact that that's why cases went down. But since we're in winter and we get into summer, we don't. They don't really necessarily know. Are the vaccines that they gave us are they going to last the long haul? Okay. It's just an interesting conundrum. And I mean, I'm not going to worry about it. I'm glad I'm vaccinated, double vaccinated. I just think we just got to ride, move on. It's just interesting how. <laughs> the authorities of it all are putting it to rest currently. Oh, yeah, 100%. I am vaccinated as well. I'm really glad that I got it, even though I'm not really out there having that kind of anonymous sex that I used to have back in the day because I have my partner now. Um, I do 
think that it it allows me more freedom to actually go out and and be with other people and skin to skin and those the big parties and venues that I that I love to go to and have fun without worry that something I'll, I'll contract monkeypox. Uh, I do think that it is, it's also good that the powers that be are have their eye on this and they're really on the on the lookout for us. I uh, and I think that we as a people are finally learning lessons and doing what needs to be done as far as these outbreaks are concerned. The gay community specifically, because I feel like gay men are a huge issue as to why this wasn't bigger than it could have been, because we have learned some hard lessons about pandemics and things of that nature and how Stigmas. we can, yes, and how we can protect our own health and be our own advocate for our safety and for our health. So yes, I'm so glad for us. Thank you. Thank you, gay men. And, Absolutely. And, and non-binary people and all yeah everybody in the lgbtq umbrella <laughs> love it seeing in the same area storyline of our health there's a TikTok creator who goes by the name of chris olson and he's gone viral recently he i think you know him some are questioning whether he is oversharing he mm -hmm. was talking recently about chlamydia, and in one of his posts, he said that he has contracted chlamydia th over three times. Mm -hmm. He has 10 million followers and nearly 1 million on Instagram. He shared a video revealing that he's contracted chlamydia three times. He's using this moment to urge people to end the stigma also to share more unwarranted information about his dating life. So in the video, I think you watched it too, or you were listening in. Mm -hmm. I listened to it as you were playing. He <laughs> was essentially talking, walking down the street, talking about how he went to a clinic and got tested for chlamydia. And the nurse said, he told her exactly what he was doing and that he's, he's a man, a person that sleeps with other men, I think is what he stated. Mm -hmm. And so, she yeah. said, actually, you should have no problem with that. It's ins basically insinuating that he's very attractive. And they had a kiki moment. And she said, my mm -hmm. son would think you're attractive. Apparently, she had the nurse had a gay son. Okay. And he did his due diligence and researched the son and found out that he not only knew the son, but had slept with the son's current boo did i get this right cody uh i it's something like that i feel like it was convoluted it's a little bit messy for he sure was, it was messy that he was sharing on this tiktok video i think the point of it all I'll post it on tagspodcast.com so you can watch it for yourselves i think the point of it all being is that he was saying that he contracted chlamydia three times. I'm yes. Is this where we're at with STIs? I mean, to be honest, I've got chlamydia one time in my life. That's the only STI I've ever gotten. I got it, interestingly enough, Cody, on a cruise that I'm about to go on again. Uh oh. Wow. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> no, it'd be different. I know. Now. But I got it on the Vakaya cruise line, and I'm going on a Vakaya cruise line in a week, and I know exactly who I got it from. This guy mm -hmm. was very sexy, very hot. He was one, I just know I got it from him. He was dirty, mm -hmm. nasty, not in a good way, sexually. <laughs> but I was telling you offline what he you did had fun. To me. I definitely had fun. He did do something to me that was a little, I didn't ask for it. I'm oh, into water sports. No. I am into water sports at times. He chose to, after fucking me, piss in my ass, which I did not ask for. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my. Right. Oh, and no I pushed him away that's when he started doing that. Yeah, exactly. That's a whole thing to get into. That's another show. But I did get it and cleared it up. This guy's talking about three times getting it. Do you think he's oversharing? And or is he is this where we're at in the community where this is where we're at? I 
I don't think he's oversharing because I don't think that we should let STDs stigmatize our lives. People should not have this, uh, any sexual relations or any STDs that they've had uh, uh, held against, it shouldn't be held against them in their lives. I have personally had STDs before. I've, I told you I had gonorrhea before. And I I know who, exactly who I got it from. I, my story is kind of similar, but not that much. I went out to a very popular hookup bar here in New York, and I got entirely too intoxicated. I think that I just broke up with somebody or something happened and I got Rebound. way too intoxicated. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and I went home with this guy that I never would have went home with before. And I think I had turned him down three times before that. Did he try and, and pee in your ass too? No, he didn't. <laughs> I don't I don't really remember. <laughs> Maybe sex. he did. No, okay. <laughs> Maybe, maybe oh. he did. Who knows? Because I was so wasted that I t actually took him home after turning him down like three times. And I just remember having issues down there. You know, <laughs> you know, the telltale signs of when you have an STD. And I went to the doctor and he was like, sure enough, you have something down there. So I'm not here to judge. I live in a glass house as far as this is concerned. I'm not throwing any stones because I need, no I need protection. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so I just think people, it, it seems to me like he's a little bit cavalier as far as this is concerned in his stance on chlamydia and other STDs that are out there because PrEP only protects you from so much. From HIV, basically. Right. So you have to be mindful and wary of other STDs that are out there. Syphilis is running rampant through our community. And we need to be able to take stock and do what we need to do in order to protect ourselves from other STDs other than HIV. Yeah. I mean, I think to your point, I understand what you're saying. I think he seemed a little cavalier about it, telling a little bit of a story with it. But if he has that many followers, the one thing that he is doing, he's talking about coming straight out of a test from with the nurse. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I think we can look at it in one way as he's being a little flippant about the whole thing, but he also has mm -hmm. influence. And one of the things he's doing is saying, I just got tested again. And here's I would and he, that final test that he was posting in the video. By the way, he was negative. He's actually mm -hmm. showing in a way that he is testing is very important, and he probably goes more often than not because maybe he's yes. more sexually active. So mm -hmm. while I do agree with you, and I think my first thought, because if you watch the whole video and you'll know what I'm talking about, audience, when you see it, it seems chatty, Kathy, and he's. Girl, it seems like a throwaway on. issue. In, However, in he's make he's normalizing it. I think yeah, for a lot I of his millions of followers, that he is going regularly to get tested. And I think when you are being more sexually active, even though it's a three month rule between prep to get your next dosage, that like we Jeremy says this all the time, if you know you're going to be more sexually active in a period of time, then you're going to need to be going to get tested more, even though it's not required by mm -hmm. our health professionals. So I do agree with you, but I do think he's actually in his own way doing a good thing. And for hopefully his followers, they're getting the message that I need to, if I'm also that sexually active, need to go a little bit more regularly like this boo and get checked out so we don't continue yeah. to spread things like this so i think it's I good agree. yes i also maybe i'm holding like i'm holding a little bit of i feel like i'm holding a little bit of judgment i'm kind of scared to say this because i know that he had a boyfriend just a year ago so i'm kind of doing the math and as far as like and bryce says he's got he dated a guy that got gonorrhea three times in a year and blamed it on Bryce. So I'm doing the math. Wait, I'm sorry. Say it again. So I'm thinking he got chlamydia three times in one year. And I'm, and that's why it seems a little bit like it's just kind of his attitude is cavalier. And I'm kind of relating it to the comment that Bryce has put into the into the comment section that he dated a guy. Uh, he dated a guy. They got gonorrhea three times in a year, and 
the guy blamed Bryce for mm. getting gonorrhea. And he hadn't, Bryce says he hadn't had sex in a year before that guy and tested negative for everything. And now that guy looks stupid, Bryce says. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for this guy that's on TikTok who has millions of followers mm -hmm. isn't blaming anybody at all, right? No. Yeah, oh, no, which not, I think is the all. way to do it, especially if you have followers like that. I have had people, even somebody I was close with before, blame me. So, for example, I had this guy that I, I've talked about. I used to date him in the 90s, and then we re- I really, he was my love of my life, I thought. Mm -hmm. And then we were redating mm -hmm. just to refresh everyone's memory. And when we were on the second time around, he had gotten these texts. So apparently you can get these texts periodically from certain people that says you've been exposed to oh. a STI and oh, in like your network. The, uh, like the coronavirus. Yes. And so up, he had across. gotten those in the period where we were reconnecting and he reached out to me a couple different times and asked me, did you, do you have this? Did I get this? And I was like, he was the only person I was sleeping with. And I, I had mm -hmm. none of these things. And I was like, no. And then he sent it to me again. Wonder, did you do? And I'm like, no, you're getting this on your own through other people. I did mm -hmm. not do send this to you. I think it was something where you could send it anonymously to somebody and, he was kind of blaming me too. I mean, That's I so think, good yeah. I mean, when I did get this, I actually did confront the person in, yeah. a, because I actually did run into them again, but I was letting <laughs> them know. And I think they agreed that, yeah, but I think I was just letting them know that, hey, I got this from you, by the way. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I got it from you. But that's all. Yeah. I mean, the reality is I think you shouldn't go too far when it comes to the blame game. It's because we can all get oh, this. No. And really, yes. yes, we do say when we know we got it from somebody. But it's – I don't want – I mean, I participated in this game too. Mm -hmm. So it's mm -hmm. not like you gave me this because we can all get it easily from somebody. And oh, we can yeah. always give something to somebody else. So. Yeah, I think that's where we all stand on that. Any other comments before we move on? Just from be as that? safe as possible. I guess that's my point. Just be as safe as you can be, basically. Yes. I don't see any other comments, though. Absolutely. And lastly, on our health quest that we are on currently, there's a great article on advocate.com that I want to post on tagspodcast.com about questions every gay bi man should ask their physical. It's written by Michael Kelly. And the whole article is about an annual physical that he says many of us often in the LGBT community do not get, but how important it really can be for us. He says many of us get it at the beginning of the year because oftentimes our insurance companies cover it. Interestingly mm -hmm. enough, Cody, for whatever reason, mine's at the end of the year. It's always in December mm -hmm. prior to the holiday season. I've, that's what I've set up for myself. So it's mm -hmm. always that end of the year results that I'm getting that end up determining how my Christmas is going to be. But so, <laughs> everything's always good and everything's always, you know, you can work through it. But he says it's so important for many of us to undergo an annual physical if you're not. You know, it took me a long time to get on that path. I have been doing it for the last several years. I am now in my early 50s, so I think it's more important. But it's really important the more sexually active I, you are. Again, we are going to have Dr. Goldstein, proctologist, the ass doctor on the show in a couple of weeks. And he really talks about our ass health. So for many of us, bottoms and tops should really pay attention. But the importance of looking at things like HPV and cervical mm -hmm. and things like anal cancers and little things mm -hmm. like uh, hemorrhoids and fissures that can happen. He talks about keeping your ass healthy and this article, back to this article, it really just talks about getting blood work done so that you can avoid long-term health effects. I think the author of the article suggested that he ended up having a minor cancer in his ass region, oh, but they wow. caught it so early on that they he didn't even have to go through 
chemotherapy or any of the things that are associated with normal cancers because of regular screenings, because they caught it early. And so I think what you'll hear from Dr. Goldstein and what I advocate just from my own is that get keep your regular screenings, have a doctor that you are really comfortable with. He, excuse me, he advocates for a gay doctor, but actually, and I was talking to the guy that I'm dating that I have a straight doctor, but, and he said he did too for so long. You can be comfortable with your straight doctor too, but it's really being really comfortable on the issues that us LGBTQ go through. And what are your thoughts on this about screenings and so forth? Oh, I totally agree. I was going to bring up the issue of because it's time for my yearly physical. And I was going to bring up the issue that you I'm I need to get an anal pap smear, I need to make sure everything is good. And that I have a a, a clean Clean bill bill of of health. health. Yeah, because it's it's really necessary in this day and time. Because as we mentioned before, in in this the previous segment and the segment mm-hmm. before, we have to be our own advocates at the end of the day, and we have to make sure that we're taking our our health into our own hands. Because it's it, that's what we mainly have. It's not the money that we have. Our health is is paramount as far as our lives are concerned. Right, Alan W. Oh, sorry. What were no. you going to say? No, go ahead. Alan W. says, having a gay doctor or a gay-friendly doctor is important as you want to talk about your sexual health and you want your doctor to understand. It took me a while to find a good doctor and neurologist. Oh, I need to find a urologist. Right. I mean, I hear all those things and I would 100% agree. I'm so locked into my doctor and I'm so comfortable mm-hmm. with him. But then I am fortunate that I can go see Dr. Goldstein for my ass health separately mm-hmm. in addition to it. But it, it is something that the article really states. And it's a really good read. I really encourage everybody to read it because it, it it's about our health and about taking like you just stated we say this all the time you have to almost take control of your own health and we Mm -hmm. talk about things like when you are sexually active and you're getting tested for the stis and oftentimes many of them won't do the swabs in your throat and your ass they Mm. for chlamydia they'll do things like you pee in a cup and you think you're good to go but there it can actually live in your throat and your ass so when i've known i've been more oral or taking it up the ass more Mm -hmm. i have actually had to tell but this is because we do the show and because i know better i've had i've told my general practitioner can we do the oral the swab and he's like yeah Yeah. absolutely i but this is me now knowing taking control of my own health but i think i would recommend for those that are Really, Dr. Goldstein said he's seeing clients as young as 19. And the kids are starting younger. That's great. I mean, and when you're starting younger, control of their their health for themselves, it's good. It's start start them young because they need to know for the future. So, and for bottoming health in particular, if young bottoms want to take things bigger that, need to last them for the long haul you want to get up with a gay doctor that knows what he's doing and then then could maybe align themselves with the proper proctologist and then of course like you said later a urologist so there's all kinds Mm -hmm. of things but you want to get in that mindset and get away from the fact that it's scary to go to the doctor and oh i don't want to talk about that there's all sorts of other things that they can look at your metabolic panel, your testosterone, which we talk about, which you can do with our sponsor, by the way, Roman. Just go to our page and get uh, a discount by joining Roman. You go to row.co slash tags. You'll get your discount code there, tags, and they can test your testosterone. If you if you're in between your general practitioner and know where you're at, they can tell you your levels and they can prescribe things to deal with it. So definitely do all these things. They're really good. Check it out. That's fab. I got to check that out. Any comments you want to read, Cody, before we move on? I think that we are caught up on. Okay. Good. Yeah. All righty. 
We should talk about the Christian Walker situation, I think, <laughs> because all I'm going to say is Christian Walker and George Santos, are they a match made in heaven or hell? That's all I have to say. Apparently, I Christian... I want to go to, okay, if they're a match made in heaven. <laughs> you all remember Christian Walker. We've talked about him on the show before. His father was running for senator, was it? And I think he was running for the Senate in, in Georgia, yes. Yes, and lost, and for many reasons. And his son, Christian Walker, is a outspoken, I guess, social media persona, also gay right winger. And he apparently tweeted the other day that George Santos has told me I had a good ass in my jeans. Not kidding. Now I'm just worried that he was lying about that too. So <laughs> apparently, which Probably. I don't know that I would <laughs> brag about this, that I was talking to George Santos before he said um, he apparently knew him from some events before, but he, now he thinks that he's lying and he's worried that maybe his ass doesn't look as good as it looks. I mean, this doesn't get any better than Christian Walker and George Santos having it or out. Any worse. Like, or any worse. <laughs> the two of them together is is like double trouble to the up upteenth percentage because i i i almost logged out and left when you said both in, their names together because they're <laughs> but it's so perfect and juicy in line with george santos and we haven't heard from christian in a minute and so of course christian had to insert himself into the situation with none other than george santos which if that's george's <laughs> real name i mean as we speak i thought it was katara i thought her name was katara katara he has other last names he stepped down from all of his duties in Senate while they investigate him right now. I mean, it's daily with him, on the hourly with him. And the fact that Christian Walker would want to, I think, to keep himself relevant. Mm -hmm. But he, George, uh, George Santos had his ex come out in Brazil, speak out of him, but it wasn't flattering. He just said that he, they dated before. I don't know if you read that story. I'll try and find that one and put it on tagspodcast.com but he essentially saying he's a big fat liar that's one thing if you knew him before and you were fooled by him but mm -hmm. for christian to come out and say that they had this like you know maybe met at an event before but then we're just going back and forth it just is so thirsty to me and oh, christian's just trying to get back into the mix but why would you ever do it with george santos who's the butt of every joke right now it's just ridiculous he i mean he wants to get his name out there he's just really trying to be relevant and trying to keep his name on people's lips and as far as i'm concerned it's in a negative way and i think that he's the most ridiculous person out there in the world as far as i can see because his his he's so contradictory to himself and to the uh the ethics and the values that i hold to myself so uh and as far as george santos is concerned he has so many aliases out there he could probably marry them and <laughs> And himself, he he can marry them as Katara, and then he could be married as George Santos, and then Christian Christian can be his husband. And I feel like there's so there's a myriad of uh, of possibilities as far as the two of them getting together. And I am here for none of them. Uh, I'm here for Maddie's the drama, though. <laughs> yeah, oh, always here for the drama. I'm always here for the drama, but but keep it far away from me, basically. What were you going to say? I know people have a lot to say. Do you want to read some of the comments? Oh, yeah. yeah. Maddie says that it's the House and not the Senate. And then Bryce says, I want to be into Christian, but damn, a hottie with a terrible personality. Oh, no, Bryce. Please don't tell me that. I know. <laughs> I mean, you know what it is, is that when somebody actually, if you were to look at Christian, yes, he's a very cute guy 
He just he is. It's just when you know some too much about somebody. There's a lot of people that I've seen before, and then they open their mouth, and I'm like, oh no, oh, oh no. no, oh his no. personality, and just it's just we know too much, him. and that always ruins it for me um, any day. But I hear, you. I guess that's what he's saying. That is what he's saying, but uh, I can't get past the personality. <laughs> I love Xavier's comment watching us live every Wednesday night on the vocal platform. Xavier says, we'll see George replace Todrick in the second season of Real Friends. Well, Xavier, you're giving that show a lot of credit that you're giving it a second season because I don't see a second season being greenlit, but that's optimistic and I think you're right. George would be great on that. Christian would be great on it. I'm oh, surprised yeah. they didn't ask them. That would be uh, real drama. If that would I, also be, that would be horrible for our uh, our public gay image because I I can't. I really don't want them to represent the gay community. But the drama of it all. <laughs> you are here for the drama. <laughs> I'm here for the drama because unlike Dorian, who acts like, oh, I didn't know type of thing. It's like, bitch, you've been on a reality show before. Mm -hmm. In the name of 2023, you know what this is about. I feel like Christian and George, if nothing else, and mm -hmm. I repeat, if nothing else, could actually do well on one of these types of reality shows because they have nothing to lose. They have shown how low they can go in real life and they are going to just serve it up because where else do you go when you're that down? Some of these other ones yeah. that try and do these reality shows that are, I'm this, I'm that, and oh, I didn't know it was going to be this, and that we didn't know that this network was, it's like, calm down. It's, yeah. A, it's a reality show, bitch. Yeah, Own up don't care. to it. Yeah, these two that we're talking about would actually give us what we're looking for in a reality yeah. show. Drama. <laughs> and they don't care what people think. So I, I can see your point. I do not agree, but I can see your point. And also, they would be able to take control of their narrative and not whine about the edit. Bloop. Can I add one more person to this this newer version of season two? So we've got George Santos and, and Christian Walker. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jesse Smollett. Oh no. Long yes. <laughs> more what else does up. he have to learn? I mean, what else does he have to lose? Oh, come Isn't on. Isn't this turning out into not juicy? <laughs> really good drama, right? Oh no, I can't. I'm because sorry. Because we have Todrick Hall like trying to defend his dramas that are simply oh, yeah. like, "Oh, I didn't pay a dancer. Ooh, big deal." We could have Jesse Smollett in place of him and actually being like, "I didn't fake this," but we could get into the like real juicy stuff. The other ones in the Senate, we could juicy stuff. I wanted to see all these people in this cast. Get on the production team. I I I say I say you pitch it. I say not we. I say you pitch it. Okay, okay, okay bitch. I hear you. I heard it. We have to move on because we have a lot to talk about. I did kind of want to briefly talk. I don't know. Do you want to talk about this next story about Adam Rapol? Oh yeah, let's do that. I like let's him. do it because this is really funny. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of Adam, um, Olympian diver Adam Rapon, and he keeps getting in the news because apparently he's a total neat freak. And mm -hmm. one of his current Instagram or TikToks was all about in his garage, and he, literally you could have eaten on the floor of his garage and he opens up the cabinets in the garage and every cleaning product has a place. Well, his latest one is causing, he says, is this intense? And he asked a second time, I know it is. And he's talking about his underwear in the drawer that are in this cubicle boxes that he created in each okay. underwear. He shows you how hey. to fold with every, like perfectly fold it and curl it up and place it in. He understands how crazy he is, but 
I am convinced, Cody, that the gays and everyone I date, in fact, I asked the guy that I went out with on the third date last night, please tell me you're not a total neat freak. And he's like, well, what do you mean? I said, well, take this pepper shaker right here. It's right here. Do you need it to be right here? Or is it okay right here? And he's like, I do have a little bit of OCD. I'm like, oh, here we go. Damn it. <laughs> but he's like, but I'm not that crazy. He did come over to my apartment last night. Mm-hmm. Boom, chicka, boom, chum, like you said. Yeah. He liked Sorry. what he saw. And my place is always in a nice, neat moment. Everything's, but you know, some of my clothes aren't perfectly, I, if, my underwear drawer compared to Adam's is like, uh, there's 95 socks that don't have a matching pair with them. There's Steve. Under, it's just is what it is, but I don't fucking care. Who cares? It's not that serious. <laughs> I mean, I've heard, what about you? Do you think okay. that us gays are a little bit too neat sometimes and it's hard to keep up with them? I think gays can be very insanely OCD, but where does that come from? Unpack, I was going to say, first let's unpack that because I feel like gay people feel like they have to be perfect be, in order to receive love because we've been taught by society that something is wrong with us for our entire lives. Okay. So I think that is where a lot of the need to have everything in its place comes from also the sense of control because i feel like a lot of us have felt like we have not had a place where we felt like we were in control of our own power and our own narrative as people what does that have so, to do with underwear being in a neat little package so <laughs> so i feel like it's underwear when you, when you actually have something that you can exert your control over, then you tend to obsess over that. Does that Is make this sense? in your life coaching? It's in my new book. It's in my life coaching book that I'm writing right currently. <laughs> While you go and produce the real house friends of we hope and the drama <laughs> i mean i just i don't get it but i'm to believe me i'm neat enough and the guy came over and he looked around and i do yeah. keep, you've been over and it's Your not like it's beautiful it's not a disarray but yeah. my underwear drawer i I've, i'm gonna take a picture of it and send it to adam rapon and say that we talked about this on this show <laughs> and say can you please the next time you're in new york help me out because this is what mine yes. looks like and you got to help me record that and okay, post that back to him it. because I love him, but I couldn't handle. The thing that makes me I nervous is when you get with people like this, all of a sudden, do, you, do they expect us to be like that? I mean, there's one thing like, you know what, boo, I don't want your underwear on the floor. Can you please pick up yep. after yourself? Did I you know I'm to call me out like that. <laughs> oh, this, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm just using quotables that I've heard in the past from people. Oh, and I think that that's normal behavior. Like, can you clean up the piss around the toilet bowl oh, and yeah. put the oh, toilet no, seat disgusting. down when our girlfriends come over? Those kinds of things, I think, are natural. But folding your underwear into a tiny little ball, oh, like what do you call those? Thing. Like Japanese. <laughs> like origami uh, moment like a sushi roll? An, an, an like or, a, or an origami moment up. it's like i'm just gonna rip it out and put it on oh, it, probably it, has holes. it probably has holes in it anyway <laughs> and it's just <laughs> because i haven't oh. thrown out those that underwear in a minute yeah it's just Can dumb. We talk about that he made those things, that in and of itself is... He has a little is, bit too... That Olympian... way too much. Adam has a little bit too much time on his hands these days if he's making these things. And the funny thing is, just to shout out to somebody that people are up in arms about, some of you might follow Marie Kondo. She has a Netflix mm -hmm. series. She's all about talking about everything has a place, get rid of things. She came out recently the other day saying that with her third child, she's gotten a little bit messy and it's everybody that's followed her is coming down on her like, what? You just flippantly decided like that? She's causing mm -hmm. a huge storm. I feel like Adam's going to do the same thing Kerfuffle. too one day. He's going to 
burst. Because and, it's, but be, it's hard to keep up with that. It's a lot sure. of fucking work. Who has time to yeah, put your underwear in an or, that? Who has time to put your holdout underwear without those holes in it in an origami moment and create Eli like, does apparently. Okay, what are people saying? <laughs> Eli in the comments. What are people Eli saying? Says, Eli says that's why my underwear drawer looks uh, that's what his underwear drawer looks like. They're all all for, folded neatly. But I, I don't we have to send everybody the video because it is actually insane. I don't understand how we could Sounds do it. Sounds like First, Eli. I, I have way too much underwear to fold it all neatly. I have an underwear fetish. We, I've said this on this show before. And my drawer, sometimes, like you said, it sometimes it won't even shut. And Joe has me throw away stuff all the time. So I, I could never. I just uh, Bryce feel like also- I have more t- important things to do and more, th- more way. <laughs> like I underwear. want my house, I I want my house to be neat enough. And yes, I do oh, yeah. want to. I do want to do a spring cleaning. I do want to get rid of stuff and clear away because I have way too much crap. But I don't want to spend too much time. It sounds like too much work, and I would rather spend time with you guys on this show. Exactly. Then folding my underwear in an origami moment, and which you know is going to take like five hours to do because I'm not going to get it right. And now I'm on below the deck, and it's just rid- ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> right? If I'm going to do that, I need days. alcohol. Oh yeah, I mean it. That's I need to have a sip, clean. fold in a piece of underwear, have another sip, and you know it's you never going to get eight bottles of wine while you spring clean. For hours. So that's that's what we need to do. We need to have a day. We need to take a day and spring clean and drink all the alcohol. Um, Bryce says, too many gays are OCD about a clean home, but sloppy in the gay community. I wanted to read that one. And I, because I thought that that was very sloppy. And <laughs> he thinks and we're Eli, sloppy in the gay community? Not us, because we're not OCD. Okay. I mean... <laughs> I think I just have a lot to say. I I just don't want... I mean, everything's neat in my room. It's just the underwear drawer is a hot mess, and I need to go through it. But I'm never, in a million years, I need to, yes, go through it and get rid of those 90 pairs of unmatched socks and some of the holy underwear. But not holy. It's not been blessed, people. But, like, holes in it. But... but, Or maybe they're jock straps. Yeah. I just think that's it's so much. And I just wonder, hopefully people like Adam and Eli have partners that are on board with that. Because when you get with somebody, what's life going to be like? Do we all have to then subscribe to that form of it? A relationship is about compromise. And if they don't know how to compromise, then they don't want to be in a relationship. Boom. That's a mic drop right there. <laughs> and Eli also says that it's not because I said it was one underwear drawer. Eli has three underwear drawers. I oh that is what my I my God. <laughs> I love it. Take put it, send it to us, Eli. Okay. We want to see this. <laughs> and and he both his boyfriend's underwear as well. Wow. We I love it. We do have to move on, but I love that you're commenting on this. This apparently struck a chord. I do think it's an, we want to hear from you, listeners outside of this. When you get this, how neat are you? Is are you as neat as Adam Rapon and that that level of Maria Kondo, or are you somewhere in between, or are you a slob, or how does it work when you date somebody? Let us know where you are on the spectrum. We want to know. You can always reach out to us at Tags Podcast. DM us on our Instagram, at Tags Podcast, Twitter, all the above. Cody, I want to, we have enough time to do a Reddit thread, and I want you to pick your favorite one. Oh, like, put your oh. hand in the basket and pick out the one that you... Oh. I mean, no, but I'm just making that up, but I, I want you to really pick... a basket. That would be amazing. I have a basket for you. Somebody told me I had. They liked my basket the other day. They're like, "Oh my god, I love how low hanging at the eagle." And anyways, that's a sidebar. We need to go to the eagle soon. Um, so let's go with. Don't take too much uh, time, bitch. 
I know, right? Uh, so let's go with the one that we both really like, the uh, social rules one, because we both really like that one. Yes. Oh, you want me oh. to read it? Go ahead. Oh, I can read it. Um, so what social rules apply to us within society? Also, what are some cases in which no rules apply to us? So this Reddit, uh, Reddit user asks, in places where we have our freedom, I have noticed there seems to be almost a vacuum of social norms for us as LGBTQ plus people. For example, a hetero guy looks at a woman in an objectified manner and he is called a pest. But for gay men, there seems to be a vacuum. Well, this can be quite liberating for us to have no expect expectations to live up to. It can be a little difficult to navigate certain situ uh, social situations. I thought this was really interesting. What do you think, Steve? Yeah, I did. And I think essentially the guy's saying that he's noticed a difference between how if a straight guy, and I agree with this, were to ever mm -hmm. give a certain look to a woman in a public mm -hmm. place that's gawking in any sort of way, that it's mm -hmm. inappropriate. And I would 100% agree. I do yeah. love the dichotomy that's totally different in our LGBTQ, particularly gay world, that at times is not the same protocol. In other words, mm -hmm. you can be in a gay bar and somebody can look you up and down and it's not as awful. You just like might you're something good to eat. Yeah, right. I do think <laughs> where I think he might be wondering when it's inappropriate is it is not okay, just like it isn't in the scenario he was initiating with, like with a straight guy looking at a woman. It's not okay in our world as well to then assume that you could touch somebody. Mm -hmm. and And I do know with the caveat that if you're in certain cruise bars, and I'll only use the one that I'm experienced with is here in New York, the Eagle that we reference so much, but it's a cruise bar, but I know there's plenty of them around the world. So I know that you know what I'm talking about is that when you're in particularly cruise bar situations, and if you're like at a jockstrap party, for example, a guy's hand might go on your ass, but that's part of the protocol at the venue. And that's what's, mm -hmm. Okay, so with that caveat, I do think it's never okay to just go up to touch somebody and think mm -hmm. that that's okay. But I do think we have a little bit more license in our community when you're out and about. I mean, we talk so much about the apps. We didn't get to it on this show. We'll keep this story for another one about the mm -hmm. dangers of app use and what you don't know, what you don't see when you're on the apps. But you do know a little bit more about somebody when you see them in person. At least you can tell a little bit about their energy. You can tell if they're crazy or not just by their physical not presence. Always. Are they <laughs> not always, but you can tell a little bit more than you can if you were just talking on the phone with on yeah. the apps. And so I do think we have a little bit more leeway. And I love that about our community that we have that. And I indulge in it at times. But I do, I guess this question is when is it? okay and when it is not i think you should mm -hmm. know a little bit when it's inappropriate if you're not getting the same feedback from that person back don't go there yes i agree so i think that this kind of breaks down things as far as social dynamics and in society right now i feel like with the uh male female relationship females are this is generally speaking, generally speaking, they're looked at as more vulnerable or weaker than men. So in a gay relationship, you don't have that disparity in, in, in equal as, as vulnerability, basically. So I feel like for gay men, both of them are on equal terms as far as being uh, looked at as, as vulnerable sexually or, or not. So I think that's where a lot of our freedom comes from to actually look at other men or what have you straight men gay men trans men whomever what whatever type of men you 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 prefer but looking at them lasciviously so i think that that's where our freedom comes from as gay men to to be able to do that so i think that in those instances the only barrier and i agree with you 100% is w when somebody says no no means no at the yes. end of the day. When somebody Perfect. says that 
that they don't want to be touched. That means that that they don't want to be touched or looked at or what have you. So that is the one barrier that that is undefinable, uh, uh, undeniable. Sorry, <laughs> and, and and should always be here too. It's a great question to ask, and I think I've been in situations before. As much as I go to these cruise bars, I've welcomed that. I've been in situations like jockstrap parties where the norm in that situation is I'm in my jockstrap. Someone's going to grab my ass, and I'm okay with it. I've been in other situations where it wasn't a jockstrap moment. It was just a normal bar, and somebody decided that they were getting a little bit too comfortable, familiar with me, and they were starting to put their arms around me. And I've literally mm-hmm. grabbed people's arms. Oh, yes. And said, no, 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 <laughs> just pull this over here in a nicer way to say that this is not welcome. And hopefully nine times out of 10, they've gotten the message. So yes. it is a fine line. It's a great question. People are saying on line, Maddie says, the good thing about meeting someone in person is they don't usually immediately demand a nude photo of you. True, right. I, <laughs> I think that's a bad thing. No. <laughs> I'm with Maddie because you know I'm all about in, I'm all in. Well, the guy I met, uh, I told you, I met him on the nude beach. I said this before. Hey, and see, when we were, so it doesn't apply. When we were boom chicka boom chug on our third date yesterday here in this apartment, in this somewhat messy apartment, I he was saying to me, he says, Oh, and we met naked, and here we are naked again. And I was like, oh, my Aww. God, you did not say that. Oh, my. I should have written that line. <laughs> Anyways. You can I got, reuse it. <laughs> what is Alan W. saying? Alan W. says, a guy at, uh, at work hung a poster of Magic Mike in his office, but if a poster of a woman in a bikini was hung up, <laughs> a straight guy would... Uh, by a straight guy would not fly. He thinks it's funny, but no complaints from him. Yeah, and it's it's. Where you do know, you work, society. Alan? I love that. It <laughs> sounds very see that Sarah Fawcett back in the seventies. <laughs> Eli, I, says, honestly, I kind well, of don't agree with that. I think that that's it's not appropriate to have a magic mic po- poster up at work. But I mean, hey, I, that's what I mean. I'm just guys. wondering where does he work? It's so interesting that. You know, but remember back in the day, Farrah Fawcett posters of her in her bikini. Eli Vasquez says they just fired a guy I worked with for touching a woman at work. Okay, it's real. Xavier, also watching us live on Wednesday night here, says it depends on the situation. You expect unexpected touches at the cock or the eagle, places that we've talked about here, but maybe not at Julius's. Iconic. Got to remember to read the room. That's exactly what we were saying. If you're at one of those cruise bars, it's one thing. If you're not, read the room. Get the okay. I love it, people. Always fun. So much fun, Cody. Oh, yes. Are we going to do Thirst Trap? Or do you want to no? do Thirst Trap? I mean, we could do it really quick. You know, Let's this is my favorite thing in the room. All right. Okay. I'm going to put it in the, in the Oh, thank you. Yeah. So one of our favorite things is Thirst Trap by Straight Up Gay Porn. And they're back this year. And this week, they asked the question, out of 16 gay porn stars, who took the best photo or video? You do kind of have to go through it because there is several videos in there and our job is to descriptively tell you why we picked the one we did on an audio podcast i had a few but who was your favorite cody yes um so first of all i just want to say that me and joe and i decided this while we were talking to my mom which is kind of out there but my mom couldn't see it so i don't i have no if ands or buts about deciding my thirst (laughs) trap while talking to my mother um but my (laughs) vote goes to chow kao i don't know how to pronounce it xiao veron and i think maybe it's the hopeless romantic in me but he looks so wonderful butt ass naked except for i think he has like a little kabbalah bracelet on right on his on oh his i don't face. mind that yeah it's wonderful his dick is hard and his body is toned and lean and uh, his face is beautiful but he's also got a bottle of wine and uh assortment of cheeses and nuts oh. who doesn't like a nut um charcuterie <laughs> at all reminds- <laughs> it just reminded me of Valentine's Day and how I want to see my boyfriend, Joe. Aw, 
I love that. <laughs> Not my favorite holiday, um, but Aww. that's okay. Good for you. Um, my favorite goes to a guy that goes by Stardust Gravit, and it's a video. And he uh, he says in his video, "Can my next load go down your throat?" And it's this video of him just jerking off. He has a beautiful dick, and the angle is shooting upwards, and you just see the face and i love that dichotomy of that it reminds me a little bit of last night that i was <laughs> and i'm all about that See? kind of moment and so he gets my votes uh yeah. alan w says nathan nice curve on his cock i like a good curve on someone's too. dick too yeah i think Definitely. i was telling you same guy nice curve Xavier and eli says Raheem Shabazz, which is a, is a great picture because we, we love Raheem Shabazz <coughs> here. And then did you want to read Xavier's? Kraken wouldn't mind origaming his boxers. <laughs> oh, okay. Did I read that right? Yes, you got it right. Because I was going to say organizing. <laughs> but it definitely says origamiing. <laughs> I read it exactly as I saw it as a <laughs> former voiceover actor. I looked at it and I looked in. Bryce says, Starboy for me. Maddie watching us live says, Grayson. Maddie also says, Grayson Cole. Thank you guys for playing. So much fun. This will be posted so everybody listening can play it on tagspodcast.com. You can vote. So while you're on there, vote for your favorite because they get tallied up. And at the end of the year, Straight Up Gay Porn chooses the best of the best of the whole year. Who took the best shot or video of the whole year? So we want you to play and support Straight Up Gay Porn, our partner in this. Lastly, you can follow my co-host, Cody. He's a life coach. Follow him at kmd coaching also follow him on his personal account at mr maurice you can follow me i am underscore steve v or of course on every social media platform and i mean everyone tag tags podcast at tags podcast twitter tiktok facebook instagram at tags podcast and support our sponsors because they really what keeps us going check them out we got some good ones this month we know you could use them as well i want to thank our live virtual audience so much fun yes, for playing thank thanks cody always fun apes always yeah. so much fun oh you're right Alan W says he's wearing a tags shirt too. Thank you. I yes, that. I know. I we are so, yeah. next week. In the yes, we're celebrating six years next week. So in the meantime, mm -hmm. Cody, continue yes. having hot gay, gay sex. sex. Yeah. yeah.